We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This Wizards team will not go away. It seemed like it took this game forever to end late in the fourth, but finally it's a two-point game. How much can you kind of just breathe easier when you know it's Dante at the line to hit those last two shots? Yeah, uh, we stay resilient. Uh, I mean, like you said, they're never going to quit. And um, that's, I mean, despite their record, I mean, they play hard. That's, that's a really good team over there. So uh, we just found a way to win, and um, we're moving on. Jalen, 20 points for you in that fourth quarter. What's so impressive? All of those points coming inside or from the line. How were you able to break down the paint yet again here? It must be a, it must be a Villanova thing, honestly. <laughs> must, yeah, there we go. Um, no, I mean, I just let's find a ways to get to the basket. Uh, pressing the issue. I mean, back-to-backs are tough, so you got I mean, get them how you get them. You certainly put on a show for Villanova night tonight here at the Garden, but Jalen, 30 last night, 41 tonight. We know how hard that is physically. For you on nights like this, how much do you rely on your mental toughness? I didn't hear the last part. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the last part. 41 for you tonight after 30 last night. On nights like this, how much do you rely on your mental toughness? Everything. I mean, it's all about your approach. Every every single game, no matter how tired or not you are, I mean, you got to have that same mindset every time you step on this floor. Thanks, Taylor. Thank you. Appreciate it. Haitians back. In all caps, Haitians angry today. I don't think we can wait until the deadline for reinforcements. These guys played gassed all night. Mental lapses happen when fatigue sets in. No question they were fatigued tonight. It's like the most obvious thing I've ever seen. And yeah, I mean, this has kind of been my point, Haitian, is like, I, I think Tibbs is sending that message that they can't wait. <laughs> you want these guys to live and live long, healthy lives and have knees at the age of 60. Hell, have knees at the age of 40. Um, you think OG Adenobi's like, well, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if they can wait until the deadline. They might because this front office, the last thing they want to do is rush into a deal that they don't want to do. And the pressure on other front offices sets in at the deadline when front offices are like, wait, this expiring is just going to expire. I'm not going to recoup any assets off of it. This player is an asset I brought in to make a trade and now it's deadline day and I haven't made a trade. And like now I got to figure I just got to recoup whatever I can. That's when the Knicks like to strike. I mean, they've made their early deals every year, to be clear, but in a different way. I'm saying this kind of deal, there's leverage in waiting if you're the Knicks. And they're not, they're not going to want to rush into something. But I think Tibbs is 
and the players, but Tibbs is is putting the pressure on here because again, this front office is aware of the minutes. They're aware of the danger to their their best players of injury, of significant injury, and they might have to strike earlier. Thanks, Haitian. Harry Donert. What's up, Harry? Convinced Tibbs is trying to force the front office to make a trade. Yeah, we were saying that on the post game. I, I'm not convinced of it, but I wouldn't be shocked by it. Um, you know, like it, it seems it seems as if he is doing that. Now, whether it's because that's who he is and he wants to win every game and this is how he feels about the guys on the bench, if it's more purposeful than that, where it's like, I am actually trying to send a message to my front office. I don't know. I wouldn't know. He's not going to tell anybody that. Maybe he'll tell his front office. Um, But either way, the message is being sent loudly and clearly that he feels like he needs more help. Um, So he might be. I wouldn't be shocked. Jessica Elsner. What's up, Jessica? How are you? Hope everything is well. Jessica writes, during the Substack halftime Zoom, a lot of words. Substack halftime soon. John said he thinks the heavy minutes are a clear shot across the bow to the front office to get him more help. Oh, there you go. So, so he agrees with Brandon. I hope that's true and will be short lived. Yeah. I, look again. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I. 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 Again. I think it seems that way. I. I it, it is so extreme, and the way he's benching guys in the second half, totally, including Deuce tonight. I mean, I knew Fournier wasn't going to play in the second half. I didn't know Deuce wasn't going to get in. That's harsh. So it was down to six guys. Or Precious got in for like a minute, so maybe it was seven guys. He doesn't trust Precious either, so he is... I mean, I think they might have two guys coming in because he doesn't trust Precious and he needs a backup five unless Mitch is going to get back at it. But like, maybe maybe they'll live with Precious until Mitch gets back if they have a feeling Mitch is going to come back. I don't know. The point guard thing is obvious. or It doesn't be a point guard, but some kind of creator. Um, He, he is sending that message. <laughs> I think so, anyway. Thanks, Jessica. Busy. What's up, Busy? Thanks for hanging with us on the playback. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I had so much fun. I love Mensa and XJ. Those guys are smart and they're hilarious. And that game was unserious. So we were just literally blabbering the whole time about who knows what. And if you guys aren't patrons and want to join us on playback, it's also on YouTube, right, GMAC? So you can join us there, I think. But we can interact with our with the people chatting on our playback. And it's a ton of fun. So uh, So join us there during every single game. We have smart, funny people up there having a good time with with our patrons. Um, So Busy says, we need a guy, not just any guy, not just a backup center or point guard. We need a 35 minutes a night guy. That's the only way Tibbs are giving these guys a break. Um, I don't think there's 35 minutes to spare on this roster. Um, Like, I don't think that needs to be the idea. I mean, unless you just mean in terms of quality. I think you need a guy who can play certainly all the non-Brunson minutes. So that's give or take 13, you know, 13 minutes. That's 13. And then like play also be able to play next to Brunson effectively to fill out another seven, eight. Like it needs to, it doesn't need to be more than a 20 minute night guy to me just to, just to run really primarily run a functional backup unit. Um, with or without Randall on it. Like I still think even like the just Randall minutes aren't working either. Like they need someone to handle the basketball. Um, and then also have, you know, play a bit 
next to Brunson too, but that's less of the priority to me because they have even the starting unit's great. I'm not like the starting unit's really, really good. Um, thanks, Busy. Ben Kim Gervy. You know, XJ refers to Ben as BKG, which I like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna co-opt it. What's up, BKG? Also, pleasure to hang out with you on the uh, on the playback. So Ben says, Clyde saying JB has exceeded all my expectations, man, was heartwarming. Oh, that's cool. I didn't hear that. So like when we're on the playback, it's like we hear the stage a little bit. We hear the broadcast a bit, but we're usually talking over it. Um, that's really cool that he said that. Real ones, no. A wide brimmed mink line type of the hat. <laughs> great line. That's a great line, Ben. Better than I could have said it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Whenever Clyde kind of like um, speaks genuinely about you know, or appreciates the modern player or anyone on the Knicks and like really means it. And is, uh, it is cool. It's cool to see that a franchise legend still doing this, still on top of it, still understand. And obviously has an understanding of what a star player is and a star point guard in New York. Um, as he was D one. So that, that is awesome. Thanks, Ben. Your personal opinion, Benji, yeah, is he the up? other guard that should start the all-star game for the East? Hold up. You're good. Bendy's taking a glass of water. As I say, the candidates, I think Halliburton is the clear, like, should be the other one and should be the, the first guard that you just put on. He's the first guard that starts. Okay. Then it's Brunson. It's Dame. It's Donovan Mitchell. It's Tyrese Maxey. If you want to put Trey Young in that category, you can. I I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think, years, but those are the candidates. I think. Yeah. I think, um, what Mitchell's done here uh, without Garland, without Mobley over the last, whatever it is, 10, 12 games um, and kept the, not only afloat, they've been thriving, the Cavs. Uh, Couldn't you argue Brunson's doing the same? I would. Um, I, I, I think it's between those two. I know Brunson's been more efficient, certainly. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't have like a tremendous argument either way. And I think Maxi has an argument, but I'd probably take I'd probably take Brunson and I would take Mitchell over Maxi just because of how much that team does rely on Joel and like the force of nature that that guy is. And um Brunson and Mitchell have been just like the primary engines. Uh I honestly I wish I had like a stronger opinion. Like I think they're both all stars, Mitchell and Brunson. I I probably it's it's really splitting hairs um i think but i do think that those two are like a very slight tier above maxi and then maxi is like a full tier above like damon trey um so that's my i agree with that too yeah i think i agree with that that it's those you got how halliburton and brunson as your starters you got maxi and mitchell as your backup and then pick one of Trey or um, Dame, Dame, or we have to mention Derek White. No, we don't. I'm just saying it has to be mentioned because apparently you can't have an all-star conversation without Derek White. You no know, problem with that whole thing was that JJ, like who's really smart and has a great podcast and whatever. Everyone loves JJ Redick. No, I wouldn't say everyone loves JJ Redick, but everyone respects JJ Redick. Mm. Ask people in North Carolina that what, don't go what, to, that oh, didn't go to do. What's he do? A, a capitalized tweet of Derek White is an all star. It's like okay, like what you really meant to say, and like what he said later about it was like he needs to be considered. Okay, that's a fair 
thing to say, but like the idea that Derek White is an all-star with like out without considering who that means he's making it over was stupid and remains stupid. And he's not an all-star, but he is really, really excellent at basketball. And I think is an interesting comp to Emmanuel Quickly. And what Emmanuel Quickly, I think, might a realized version of Emmanuel Quickly is. I, I think of Derek White. Side point. Okay. What do we got next? Anthony Sixto. What's up, Anthony? High minutes. Mm-hmm. JB Winsing. Winsing. That's not how you spell Winsing. No, right? It's with the C, right? Uh, JR exhausted. That's why I was confused, Anthony. It's fine that you misspelled it. I just, sorry, I misread it. JR exhausted on the bench with seven points, all highlight an absolute need for that second deal. Do you think that could put a dent in any trade leverage? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about that all night. Um, I'm not sure where the leverage is because, again, I think teams that are trying to sell assets, the pressure increases the later you get to the deadline. Um, also, some situations will clarify themselves, like teams will declare themselves sellers or buyers based on what happens from now until the trade deadline, right? Like Golden State's a good example. Like if, if it goes south more, like at some point they're just going to sell. Um, and that's like, who are they selling and, and who's available is interesting. So there are certain teams that are kind of on the fringe still. And then like more options become available later. If you wait it out by the same token, there might be guys who are available now for and that's hypothetical, but let's say the jazz would still be a seller, but they, this streak continues and they win another six games in a row. And at some point it becomes like, okay, we really have to kind of like keep these guys and go for it. Maybe. Um, so like that kind of situation arises. So the so so the available players change between now and the and the so there maybe there is some pressure to go get somebody if you feel like it's going to change the wrong way for you. I mean it's it's complex. Like where the leverage lies depends on the specific player you're targeting. But I do believe that the front the, there is increased pressure for the front office to make a move sooner rather than later, and I do believe that that could potentially worsen the deal that will be made from a value perspective. So something to kind of keep in mind and like kind of a snowball effect of Tibbs treating it this way might be that you make a deal that you didn't fully want to make to protect your guys. That's a concern. Thanks, Anthony. Kevin Danishevsky's back. KD, you're the man. You were right about Evan Fortier, what I get for hoping. Yeah, so like pregame, once I saw Josh Hart was out, I, I was pretty sure you were going to see 48 minutes. I said either it'll be Fournier or it'll be Precious at the four playing with like Jericho or Hartenstein or something. Fortier does come in the first half. Fournier was horrendous. I don't really blame him. It's a really hard thing to do. Um, I'm sure he's pretty checked out on the whole thing. So, but Kevin responded like, maybe he'll be okay because he has OG now to protect him defensively. No, he was not okay. He was, he was, he was definitely not okay. Uh, and he will not be in the rotation in the future. I think that might be it. Problem is he might be on the team for another year after this, because if they don't get to move, move his salary now, they might think, still think it's valuable next year. Lou Izzo. Wow. We're staying on Fournier. Uh, I thought we could avoid the Fournier conversation, but here we are not to dump all over Fournier, but is this it for him as an NBA player? Yeah. Um, if I had to guess, I would say yes. Um, like as a significant like rotation NBA player, I think it's over. Uh, he's already 31. 
he's not going to play for the Knicks and he might be here for his age 32 season as well, or at least half of it. He's basically a salary dump. Is there any team that thinks that his shooting is important enough with the defense he's now providing? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't think it's out of the question, but I, if I had to guess, I would say this, he is, he will not, he will not have like a significant NBA role, even post Knicks. Um, maybe on like a vet on like a really bad, like a, like a Alec Burks on like Detroit situation or something, but I don't see it. I don't see it. Thanks Lou. What's up Knicks fans. Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor prize picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. PrizePix now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Dom, the dentist. What's up, Dom? I come from a family of dentists. I'm sure that's what you wanted to know, but uh, I respect dentists. So go dentists. Thanks, Dom. First of all, didn't appreciate that dentist comment. Oh, hey, what are you looking at? We're talking about dentistry. Yeah, well, it's coming from a guy whose dad was a, is, is a dentist. So I, I mean it when I say it. Second, Deuce can't go from indispensable when JB is hurt to unplayable. It's bad coaching, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I think Deuce deserves more of a consistent chance. I don't think he's going to get it. I don't think the coach trusts him. I'm not sure that Deuce is like a high-level rotation NBA player yet. Despite, I mean, he shot the lights out to an extent that's not sustainable also, like over the, over the prior three games. Um, and so you knew this was coming to a certain extent. And he can't create, at least yet. So he's more of a wing, but he's a 6'2 wing. Like the comp I like, I think is the best to him is a fellow West Virginia guard, uh, small, who doesn't really play point guard, but maybe plays more of a wing. That's Javon Carter. And Javon Carter can shoot it, has gotten better as a shooter over the years, and is a very tough nosed defender and has kind of been in and out of rotations um, on the fringes of rotations throughout his career, like had a pretty good stint with the Bucs. Now his plays for on the bench for Chicago. Um, that's that's like kind of where I see Deuce at, and um, it might not be here. I, I think he'll stick around rotations in the NBA. He got his money now, which is great. This coach is not going to trust him when it comes down to it. He's showing you. He's telling you. 
he's telling you. Um, so is it bad coaching? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about bad, but like I, I, I wish he would have a little more faith in a young guy who's trying to prove it in the league. But again, for better or for worse, it's like all about tonight's win and always has been and always will be. And sometimes there's no big picture thinking involved. And sometimes it's at the expense of development. And that is the coach. So is that bad coaching? Is that specific coaching? I would say at times it is harmful and at times uh, unfortunate. In other ways, it, it, it has changed this franchise for the better, you know? So it, it's Tibbs in a nutshell. Thanks, Dom. Zach Horowitz. What's up, Zach? Clyde looking 58 watching this excellent Knicks D. Clyde looking 58, like years young. Uh, is there a joke in here? Help me, Andrew. I don't know. You're on your own here. Zach, clarify in the <laughs> comments if you'd like to what this means, but I'm I'm lost too. 58. What a, I don't know. Maybe he looks younger now because he's watching excellent Knicks defense. There is nobody in this world who watched that game and looks younger. Yeah. Who played in it, watched it, coached it, announced it. Everyone gained two years of life after watching that Wizards game. By the way, by the way, there was a play at that very end of the game that made all of us laugh. I've already found it and it is confirmed what Jordan Poole was doing. So has it been made fun of on Twitter yet? Not yet. Not yet. Cause I have to, I'm producing this. So once it's done, I'll clip it. And why has it actually put it out? Oh my God. Cause it's the, the, the actual clip with you guys reacting to it on playback is hilarious. Oh so my God, I can't wait. just for those who don't remember <laughs> and for those who are for listening, I hope please just pay attention to our social media or go find it tomorrow. So late in the fourth quarter, Knicks have kind of put some distance in it. Jalen Brunson made it a, a did his thing in the fourth quarter, but the Wizards are trying to make a comeback. And uh, Marvin Bagley um, hits a two-point shot to make it 106-109. The Wizards don't have any timeouts. And Danny Avdia, Avdija, Avdia, um, Avdia, I'm going to get that wrong every time. Please correct me every time. Uh, Denny Avdia falls down and lands under the basket on the stanchion. <laughs> and so the Knicks, because they only have one timeout or trying to get the ball in and Jordan Poole, rather than guarding the inbounds pass goes to help his teammate up, meaning that there's one less defender trying to guard the inbounds back. <laughs> oh man. They got a good healthy laugh at that. On the, oh my on God. The playback tonight. It was Jordan Poole is, oh, it's crazy. What's happened to that guy. It's yeah. actually, it's, it's sad a little bit, but like, what is he doing out there? Half the time, like he's Can on I counter the definition counter? of unserious. Yeah, go ahead. It's Try. a definition of unserious. Fine. He said before the season, I'm a champion. I got my extension. Like I'm, I don't have to prove anything. He's living the best life right now. You know what, he got a hundred million dollars is an NBA that. championship <laughs> ring. He has no expectations to ever be productive on the court this year. You know? I, 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 He's in a city that, from what I heard, and I didn't partake in the nightlife of DC when I lived in the DMV area, but from what I hear, for someone his age, they might be able to enjoy the nightlife in DC. He's definitely enjoying. He's definitely enjoying himself. That I can confirm. Um, he had that play where he slid across the court where the ball was like already out of bounds. Like, yo, it's just look. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I'm 
quote unquote, a basketball analyst. So I am assessing his basketball play mm-hmm. from a human perspective. Do I blame him for having a great time after getting paid and getting punched in the face and finally getting the hell away from Draymond? No, sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure. He's having a good time from a basketball perspective. He's unserious, totally unserious. Yes. Um, what did he finish with tonight? What was his final line? Let me check that. Jordan Poole had 24 on 19 shots. Hey, look at that. Was minus eight. No turnovers. Shot two for nine from three. But like six of those threes were outrageous. That's the thing. He's a, he's a very talented guy. He just needs to like hone it in. Like 35%. So the play that I think scared everybody. Jalen, it was 108-102. Knicks had the ball. Jalen Brunson comes down. We thought he got fouled. He drew the contact. They don't call it. And so it's Wizards ball down six. And it's like, all right, now it's a little, this is a little scary. And um, Jordan Poole gets the inbound. And you knew he was going to take like a, a, a deep three. Mm. Mensa and I, and I think you all had the same reaction. It's like, oh, Jordan Poole's about to shoot yeah, the ball. Yeah, was panicking. Actually, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to shoot the ball. Like, <laughs> no, 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 this is Jordan Poole. And we all said to him after he, of course, missed, like, any other wizard could have taken that shot. Yeah, he would have yeah. been right there with you. Like Marvin Bagley could have taken that three. Like Wes Unsell Jr. could have taken Marvin that Marvin Bagley. Three. Resurgent Marvin Bagley. Yes. Yes. Gandalf could have showed up and taken that three. We would have been more afraid. <laughs> Harry Potter could have taken that three. We would have been more afraid than Jordan Poole taking that three. Neville Longbottom could have taken the shot. <laughs> yes. Hermione Granger. <laughs> you want to go back and forth with Harry Potter character. <laughs> oh, Neville was good because he's like a klutz. All right. Get That's the next true. super chat up here. Next super what, chat. What Five more, Benji. Five. Beautiful. Wow, Dom, thank you for your generosity and thank you for the contribution. We always appreciate you, man. Ooh. All right, here we go. I can't wait for Saturday night. I know. Another good shot at stacking wins at home. Just need one of two things. Mystery trade player makes debut or the existing bench doing something which would be better than nothing. <laughs> Please, straight. <laughs> Yeah, Dom, I don't have much to add to that um, other than help, help. You know, well, I already said this, but help the bench out a little bit, whether it's rotationally with adding iHeart to the second unit to have a hub to play off of, whether it's running some more structured plays. Um, let's, let's help these guys out because they play hard. You know what? They play hard and they play good defense. That's not the issue. It's that they have absolutely no pathway to scoring. Let's try to create one, manufacture one. Thanks, Dom. We really appreciate it, man. Jake Asher. Thank you, Jake, also for a very generous contribution. I won Macri's ticket giveaway today. Macri has ticket giveaways? He doesn't give me tickets. He just gives me the bad post games. Wanted to say thanks to the whole KFS crew. I got to bring my girlfriend to her first NBA game. Hey, man, that's dope. And more importantly, first game at MSG. Thanks again, and thanks for all the great content. Man, Jake, that is super kind. I am thrilled you got to go to the game. I am thrilled you got to bring your girlfriend to her first NBA game. I am less thrilled that it was this game. I hope you told her that it wasn't. This isn't normal. Um, but MSG is always rocking. You've got to see Jeremy Cohen dancing on the on the Jumbotron. That must have been a treat. Um, that's really cool. At Mac, Andrew, Mac is doing ticket giveaways now? This is the first I heard of it, but I'm assuming because I I've read the newsletter this week. I was one of those things where I was wondering, like, did I miss a newsletter? Usually things happen. and I, I just haven't. Why haven't I gotten got up because you don't because Benji, he just wants you to know why the, he wants to give me the Wizards post games. 
yes, it would. You, you know why you don't get tickets. It's why we don't give like free merch to anybody, either. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't win the free merch giveaways. I should say, man. I'm assuming he started a thread and gave it away to the Substack chat. That's my assumption because I don't. I just checked his Twitter. He didn't. Well, you know what? I'm thrilled that Jake got to go because Jake seems like a super dude. And Jake is, it seems like he had a great time and his girlfriend had, you know, got to watch Jalen Brunson take over in the fourth quarter. And you know what? I'm, I'm happy for him. So thanks, Jake. And uh, Macri, I'll expect some tickets soon enough. Appreciate it, Jake. Frank Sound. What's up, Frank? Benji. Imagine. Ooh, I like imagine, but just imagine. Imagine you wake up tomorrow. Draymond Green and Alec Burks have been traded to the Knicks. Your thoughts? Shout out Jeremy with a three dancing emojis. Oh, man, this is the Jeremy Cohen. That clip is going to be forever. Um, Draymond Green. Holy cow. Uh, I don't even know what that deal would be that Draymond Green is somehow a Nick. I don't know. What does Draymond make? I mean, is it Fournier plus? You don't have to do all this. You don't have to do all this. We have Josh Hart. We don't need Draymond Green. We we have a, a forward that can't shoot. Just, I want to respect that. I want to, I want to Frank, respect I love you. I like the spirit of the question. We don't need Draymond Green. I get the I get the under like he will, he will still not play him at center. I like, want to respect the question. Draymond Green makes twenty two million dollars this year. Oh, so it could be forty eight plus Grimes plus whatever. It's not crazy. Um, I, I don't want Draymond. Do I don't want no. I don't want Draymond Green. We need spacing. Um, we need ball. I mean, not Draymond. Look, Draymond on the second unit would at least be a hub, but um, he punches people. He smacks people. He hits them in the balls. I don't need, I don't need Julius seeing all his antics. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in the Draymond green game right now. Alec Burks. I don't think I'm in that game either. I've heard that rumor and no, everyone in the world knows everyone because everyone knows who I am in the whole world that Alec Burks is my favorite player ever. I'm in love with him. I love watching him. I respect him. He's your favorite Hooper's favorite Hooper. Now he's more your favorite Hooper's favorite Hooper's favorite Hooper, but he's still a Hooper and he's so good. But point Burks has run its course in New York. I don't want him leading my second unit. I need I need more of a ball handler, more of a more of a true ball handler, I think, and creator um, than than Alec. But if he came, would I talk myself into it? Absolutely. Draymond Green, not so much. Thanks, Frank. Counter. Yeah. What if I told you mm-hmm. that in his last ten games, they actually seem to coincide with a Knicks trade for OG Ananobi, creating a glut at backup anything for the Knicks, right? In the last ten games for the. Um, what did you call them? The what kind of pistons? The three solid three and thirty-three. The solid three and thirty-three pistons. Haven't Alec they Burks, won a game since then? They've they beat the Wizards that we watched tonight. So yes. they're they're legit. Yes, the Wizards legit. gave they beat a, the Wizards. They're a legit bad team. They're like they're 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 the best of the bad. Let me see. They, the, you know what? I'm pulling up the updated standings. You guys all laugh at me. I'm pulling them up. Detroit's now okay. four and thirty-seven. They're they're three games behind the Wizards. And the Spurs. They will finish ahead of both of those teams. Mark my words. Okay. Got that what if I told you that for the surging Detroit Pistons, 
Alec Burks in his last 10 games <laughs> is shooting 51.2. I saw that. Three I saw that. On no, seven look, attempts a game. No, the dude can shoot the hell out of the ball. I just don't think that's what we need. A creator that just could come in and get He's buckets. He's not a creator anymore, if he ever was. 50, 50, and 90 isn't a creator? Averaging no, 19 a points shooter. a game? That's a shooter. I mean, look, I'm not watching Pistons games, so I don't know how he's getting these points, but if he we was doing this... We saw Point Burks. We were there for it. We all witnessed it. We were all witnesses. And what if it was a backup Point Burks? No. You don't want backup Point Burks. You don't want Point Burks. He's old, and I love him to death, but we need a little bit more of a consistent playmaker, ball handler type than what Alec Burks create, uh, provides. That is my opinion, and that is coming from someone who, again... I, like I will be at Alec Burks's funeral. I will attend when I when hopefully he dies before me, and I will be there and I will be crying because I love him. But I, it's just not what we need, in my opinion. Not that he wouldn't be helpful. I, it just if there's one move to be made, it's not him. Okay, but listen, you may qualify as my favorite Hooper, and I've heard that Alec Burks is your favorite Hooper's favorite Hooper. There you so go. There you go. It qualifies. There you go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yoni Golan is back. What's up, Yoni? Yoni, are you in Israel? Are you paying in Shekel? I can't know what that, you don't even know what symbol is, Andrew? I don't know. I mean, Yoni's like a pretty Jewish-Israeli name. I'm wondering. I don't know. Okay. He says, I don't get JR anymore. After the RJIQ trade, he was so engaged for like five games. And since Dallas, he just stopped and now looks uninspired again. I really, I just think it's fatigue. I think it's the dog days of the season. I think he's been playing a lot of minutes. He's he's being asked to do more than ever. Um. As the offensive hub, he was missing Jalen Brunson for a couple of games, so he was asked to do even more. Um, so I, I really, I again, I, I I don't come out of this critical of any players. Really, this was this was just a grind because of the situation. It's a schedule grind, and thankfully, it was not a schedule loss. It was a schedule grind, and they won. Julius Randle, as that we've all said a million times. Is frustrating and he's flawed, and he's his focus and his effort waxes and wanes at times. But they need him. He's largely been really good. He turned it around enough in this game to help seal the win. 
He has won them several games this season. He will continue to win them several games. Um, and he will always be a frustrating star. And until the Knicks either move him down in the pecking order or move him off the team, this is how it will be forevermore. And it's probably just incumbent upon all of us to appreciate what he is, to understand what he isn't, and move on from there. Like it, We can rehash the conversation. What's interesting about Julius to me is the way he's evolved and changed his game every year. Like It's pretty unique to assess and analyze. He's a fascinating career arc. Um, and he's like an amoeba the way he changes his game every year, seemingly. And I think he deserves credit for that. But it's never going to be like, we're never going to be fully happy with his effort and focus. It's not. And that stinks, but it, it just kind of is what it is. And it's the same conversation with him all the time in that way. Thanks, Yoni. <laughs> Andrew P, thanks for thanks for the contribution, Andrew. Ball and player movement also keeps guys involved. Uh, I assume this is like responding to my conversation earlier about how it's not ball movement doesn't equate to good offense, even though it's seemingly sometimes talked about as if it does. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, and I think there's something to the fact that guys like. Um, Grimes, RJ at times quickly when he was here, like when 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 it's Brunson and, and Randall isolating over and over. It's not it's not always isolation. Someone's pick and rolls that become switches, in which case it now becomes an isolation, which is part of the NBA at this point. Um, but when the ball doesn't move and guys don't get involved, it's hard to be in rhythm and and to contribute on a consistent basis. Grimes, I think, has dealt with that more than anybody else this season. Just like how do I stay ready to shoot when I can go Five, six minutes without a touch. Um, I think OG's done really well, despite the fact that he's sometimes in that corner for minutes at a time. He's used to that. That that was his role in in Toronto as well. So maybe that's just a matter of him being more prepared for that role and someone who's more used to it. But yeah, I agree with that. And, and that is a benefit to ball movement and guys touching it does create rhythm and does create comfort in the offense. So I, I, I have no counter to that, Andrew. It's true. Um, I just still think sometimes we oversimplify it. Like ball movement does not equal good offense, even if it is a contributor to good offense and can be a a catalyst to good offense. It doesn't equal good offense. And isolation does not equal bad offense and does not mean that the teams the the players are selfish. Sometimes isolation is good and certain players are really good at it and it should be part of your offense. That's that's kind of where I'm coming from. Thanks, Andrew. Yoni Golan. Yes, I am in Israel. Enjoy the shekels. Hey, man, appreciate that. Um, hope that uh, you and your family are safe and okay. Um, thinking of you guys and thank you very, very much for the contribution and being with us tonight. Uh, it, it's good to meet you. Peter Gaffney. What's up, Peter? I just joined the post game and missed the game tonight, but because they can't play Randall without Brunson, they need someone to anchor the bench. What about flipping Grimes and DiVincenzo again? Oh, wow. Well, um, the reporting is that Grimes is probably likely maybe on his way out. I don't think they're moving DiVincenzo. He's been too valuable um, to this team. And again, to the Villanova point and the Brunson point, I don't think they're moving any of the Nova boys until Brunson has signed a new contract with this team, if I had to guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think 
We've already spoken a lot about the, the need for a bench scorer. I do think that the pressure is on the front office to find that bench scorer based on what's going on right now. And I think Grimes may well be the asset that is moved in order to obtain said creator off the bench. Thanks, Peter. Jessica Elsner is back. What's up, Jessica? This Purim, we drink until we can't tell the difference between Haman and Jeremy dancing on the Jumbotron. <laughs> on this Purim, I hope I drink enough just to be dancing like Jeremy was on the Jumbotron. Um, and honestly, after this game, I kind of felt like drinking enough to dance and just go to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Jessica, that's... Uh, that's good. Get me in the get me in the Purim spirit early. I appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini. Pool dropped 40 on us in the garden. After that, I had serious concerns on our D and ceiling. I laugh at myself now. Still got the fixed bench. Wasn't that that was preseason you're talking about? Uh yeah. Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> Pool went off. And honestly, at that time, I thought that Jordan Poole would average like 30 a game. And I didn't think that was a crazy thought. A lot of people had it. Whereas like maybe he'll lead the league in scoring. It might not be the most efficient, but he's going to have a green light to do whatever he wants. Uh, and he looked great in that game, like care, carefree and putting up crazy shots, and they were going in. And as it turns out, they're not going in this year. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have so much concerns based on a preseason game. I never really do, although I will say um, I was concerned about the defense coming in. I think that was kind of justified pr- prior to the Adobe trade. Like, the defense wasn't very good. Now it looks great. Now it looks great. Um, and maybe that was an early sign that the defense would would struggle this year. Was was Jordan Poole going off for 40 uh, in a preseason game? Uh, but uh, I think we've sorted that out now. Thanks, Tom. And Busy. Busy says, can you guys read off Julius ISO numbers? I know Zach Lowe read them off early in the year and they weren't good. Um, I don't have them in front of me. Andrew, maybe you could pull them up or maybe we could get back to busy on this one or <laughs> do you. So what's the best place to go find this? Cause I'm not the the best when it comes I mean, to finding specific. Hold on. I, can look it I know NBA stats is good for this. And if we want to do this, I can stall real quick while Benji looks this up. I just want to say thank you to everybody watching. We still have over 400 people watching over <laughs> Almost 90 minutes into this post game. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll just give a shameless plug to um, the rest of our network in that you can check out uh, a Patreon pod that's going to drop on Saturday morning with me and John. We'll be naming our Western Conference All-Stars. You can also check out our merch store. Jeremy's got some great stuff up there designed by the great XJ. Whether it be a beanie, whether it be a hoodie, whether it be socks, whether it be sweatpants, whatever you want to do to make it through this cold front if you're in the Northeast or just like anywhere in the middle of America, apparently Jessica was saying where she is. Not to dox her, I won't say where she is, but she's somewhere in the middle of America and she said it was one degree like not mm. plural, a single degree where she is at the moment. Uh, so keep yourself warm at the KFS merch store. Just go to nicksfilmschool.com. Um, the link is in the description of both this episode and whether you're listening or watching uh, and check out the latest stuff on our merch store. We also have some Jalen Brunson him merch there if you want to celebrate his 41 point performance tonight. Um, how is that, Benji? Terrific. I got so NBA has the isolation numbers, but this I think only incorporates what Randall does off of isolation, like at, when he shoots, mm-hmm. which is 0.95 points per possession, which is not bad. It's not great. Um, 
draws a lot of fouls, um, only shoots at 43% on his own isolations. But I think the value of Randall isolations are more in what he creates for others. And a lot of the New York's threes come off of Randall isolation drives. Um, and sometimes, by the way, the, the data, the tracking is very unreliable in terms of what's an isolation, what's a drive, what's a, what's a post up. Like it's all kind of intertwined and tough to track. I would just say that beyond the numbers, like this is just a key way that the Knicks create three pointers even more than anything Brunson does is, is Randall paint touches. However, he gets to them. So um, I don't have those stats in front of me. Maybe somebody can pull them up at some point or we can talk later busy about it. But um, I do think it's valuable. The right isolations. Hopefully he catches the ball deep and hopefully it's against the right matchup, et cetera. Like obviously all those caveats and they're not always good. And sometimes he overdoes it. But I, I do think that they should and will continue to be a important part of the offense. I'm staring at the same page now. It's about as almost identical to Demar Derozan. Mm, okay, Derozan's at 13.2, but again, and yeah, then but again, point nine eight points per possession. Right, but I, I just right the Julius ones. I would guess he's creating many more good looks for teammates than Derozan is off of these. Um, that's something that we should track down, and I don't know offhand, busy. So thank you for for inspiring me to look it up after this post game. Gave us homework. Thank you, busy as always. Uh, one more, one more. Red Sarachek, the great Red Sarachek, legendary coach of Yeshiva University, hmm. coming in with a final super chat. First round lost. Tibbs gone. Holy cow! You <laughs> can't end the night with this red. Johnny Bryant. Tibbs got to go. Oh my goodness. Um, is Tibbs gone if they lose in the first round? I don't think so. Not with this roster. I think uh, my guess is assuming at some point they get a second quote-unquote star, Tibbs will get a chance to play with that roster. And if he falls short, then maybe he goes. That's just my guess. Um, that's my guess. And I don't think this roster first round exit, especially if it's to, certainly if it's to, to Boston or Milwaukee, like I, or even Philadelphia, hopefully it's not because hopefully they're in the four or five game. If not, you know, if not higher, uh, I don't think he's gone if they lose in the first round, but there's some variables. Like if it goes terribly, if he's clearly terribly outcoached, maybe, but I, I don't, I don't think I don't see it that way. I would, I would bet not. And, and if the next coach is Johnny Bryant, I have no idea. I, I think that's been the plan that he would take over one day. Um, and does Tib have to go? No, I, I don't think Tibbs has to go. I'm not one of those people who thinks he needs to be fired. I am. I like what Tibbs has done. Generally. I struggle sometimes with his rigidity and I struggle with his lack of creativity at times. I don't know if he's the right coach to take this team to the title at some point, but I still feel pretty good about him being the coach with where the team is currently. Thank you, Red. Thank you all. Whew. Exhausted. Thank you all for tuning in. Please like this video and subscribe to our channel. If you are listening to the KFS podcast feed later, please leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you all of everyone for listening for hanging out for contributing for being here with us enjoying this win this complicated win but a win nonetheless thank you andrew for uh supporting me through this and um peace everybody
Get some sleep. Talk to you soon.